Hello and welcome to episode three of Big Recon Presents the Wise Guy Sports Show. I am one of your hosts. I am the Big Recon on Sports, Mike Martinez, my co-host and my erstwhile tormentor for the next few minutes, <laughs> Mr. Jim Crinity, JC Blue Note himself. Jim, I hope the holiday was good for you. Um, I will say we're not a big we're not a big baseball show, but I will say what the Mets did after last Saturday did make it a lot easier for me to deal with. Yes, it's uh, you were the first person I thought of, even even with the uh, uh, the the now lockout. But it's uh, uh, which we all know that that's going to get rectified. But that's actually another story. It's we still actually got a we got a lot to cover tonight. We don't have a yes, whole lot of time to do it. It's uh, that's actually for your hot stove show with uh, with the guys from Chicago. Yep, and Willie's going to be on it too. And then you and I will cover baseball at some point in time in the coming months. But I said it last Friday for those who watched the Big Recon live. Preview of the game. Um, yeah, it's time for me to take my beating. <laughs> and you are all too happy to give it to me. I'm all too – and listen, I was on with uh, Willie uh, doing his uh, Ballers Report podcast uh, Tuesday night. And I said, there is no defense to this. This is not the Clemson game where they lost because of a garbage targeting call and a garbage uh, overturn on a fumble uh, scoop and score. Michigan went out and bullied them for the first time. I, uh, John Cooper, maybe Lloyd Carr, probably. Well, I'm saying yeah. John Cooper was the coach. Yeah. Uh, it Didn't reminded they get bullied during the Trussell era once. Yeah, they did. His second year. I'm trying to remember that was. I can't remember if that was the Tyrone Wheatley or the Bianca Batuka. Bianca Batuka and Tyrone Wheatley were both John Cooper. Okay. Trestle was um, – it was the one year Mike Hart and Chad Henney beat him. That was it. Okay, okay. It's Because I actually knew it's like it, when whenever Ohio State goes out and they get bullied around, it's usually because of it's, – it's, it, it's, it's one guy on Michigan who actually has the game of his life. Bianca Batuka, Mike Hart, uh, Wheatley, Leroy Horde went off. On uh, uh, Desmond Howard, Haskins uh, uh, last week. Yeah. So I will say this. Number one, that kid, that defensive end, uh, the, um, the one who stayed. What's his last name? Um, not Ajabo. The other one. Oh, the one who actually went off. I yeah, can't think of the kid. I can't think of the kid's name. But every single mock that I've seen between ESPN and and CBS has got him either going first or second. It's it's, it's Thibodeau Aiden, one it's and him Aiden two. Hutchinson. It's Aiden that Hutchinson. That was it. That's it. He is beyond good. And I'm going to say this. I am going to put this thing out here, and I'll take my beating. This week, Josh Gaddis has come out and talked smack about Ohio State. The press has named this Jim Harbaugh's crowning achievement. Let's put some context on this. He's one and five against Ohio State. He is three and nine against anybody that's any kind of good in the Big Ten. Yeah. So we'll take our beatings. And this is what I told you. I asked Willie, and I'm going to ask you before I take my smacks, okay? Did this start the next 10 year war? Because him and Day do not like each other. Agreed. This has basically got Woody versus, you know, Bo written all over it. But the problem is, is you and I are way too young to actually remember the heyday of that. We actually heard the stories, you know, from our parents growing up. We re we've seen the, you know, we've seen the highlights on every, you know, every segue leading up to a game for the last 30 years uh, about this. Uh, we've actually heard all the trash and, and everything and how ugly it gets. It's uh this could end up getting that way, but I will say, um, right now, I'm not actually going to say that this is going to be a momentum shift. But if Ohio State doesn't start recruiting defense instead of starting to recruit quarterbacks, they could actually be in a lot of trouble in this game going forward, especially with the kid, especially with the kid going into transfer protocol this week. Yeah, but you know what, C.J. Stroud is going to be in New York, so I'm not worried about Ewers going in the transfer or Jack Miller, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But the, but again, it's it's still the fact that that kid was the number one recruit, signed the really the first major NIL deal 
in college sports and is now jumping ship. What's that say? It says he wants to go back to Texas. Yeah, especially with them actually, you know, going to the uh, uh, going to the SEC in two years. Yeah, and that's exactly what that's about. So, all right, let me take my lumps. He prepared music. This is ridiculous. <laughs> hey, you let off last Friday with it. Yeah, you but at least mine was funny. You- Oh, this is going to be hysterical, isn't it? God, I hope so with with the time I put in on this. It's the weekend of Thanksgiving at the Big House in Ann Arbor. The Big Ten East would be decided, with the winner likely advancing even farther. Both teams were 10-1 going in. Michigan unable to hold a lead late. That team down south couldn't stop Oregon, adding more to a game so steeped in hate. My partner had a my partner had a eulogy prepared for the one they call khaki pants. Well, your CFP dreams are dead and buried in a shallow grave. I will gladly dance. Day was overconfident. There was no way that Columbus would lose. Guess there won't be any gold pants going out that players can trade for tattoos. The Wolverines ran for nearly 300. 49 times Columbus threw it up. Paul Keels, I guess, can get, get can get to calling hoops. Most importantly, that homer Jim Lachey can shut the hell up. So it's on to Indianapolis for the victors to compete for the championship of the Big Ten. You have a whole year to hear this, overrated state punks. Bohica, bend over, here it comes again. And scene. That was wonderful. Very well written, as is everything you do. I will say this to you on that note. When they whoop day ass next year in the horseshoe, I'm going to enjoy this. (laughs) (laughs) I've had to actually enjoy it since I jumped off the overrated state bandwagon in 07 going into that championship game against my Gators. Um, I hear it every single year from, from my old man. I've actually heard it from you since we reconnected a few years ago. It's, I, I hear it from every single person in my office. Deal with it. I'm a big boy. It's, I'm, I'm, you know, plus also I'm oh, a Englander. I'm actually, I'm, 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 I'm used to actually getting my heart broken. That's very and true. No, and, and no, while I'm actually, while, while I'm finishing up throwing salt in the wounds, I did not wear the shirt to basically take a dig at you. Uh, whatever. I know you're a Jets fan. Okay, it's uh, it was it honestly it was one of the last clean shirts that I had. It's comfortable. It's a 47 brand, and I figure we can run it up against Jacksonville. Hold on. Something you should know about me. One, I have jumped off the Jets bandwagon, and <laughs> here's why. Here's three things happened. One, they acquired Brett Favre. And they let Chad Pennington go. Chad Pennington was my guy. Two. I almost want to try and break out a John Madden impression just because of Brett Favre, but I can't do it as good as Caliendo. <laughs> Nobody can do it. Madden can't do it as good as Caliendo. The second thing was the dismantling of that team after two consecutive AFC championship games and how dirty they did Sanchez and Rex Ryan. Because they really did. Yeah. And the third one, the final straw that broke the camel's back was the release of Nick Mangold without even trying to restructure his contract. Very, very true. Yes. At that point in time, I remember sending my sister a text like, I want a T-Rich jersey. That's how long ago that was. Instead, I have a Denzel Ward one, and now we're happy. It's, you know... With and 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 you figure as as dysfunctional as the Giants are, and and they get all the they get all the pub. Keep in mind that the Jets gave up on Darnold after one and a half years to go with a rookie who's worse, in my opinion. Now, as far as Darnold goes, I actually when people were like, "Oh, he's going to go to the Browns at number one," I said, "I hope not." And they said, "Why?" I said, "Did you watch his last college game?" Like, "Oh, no, why?" Yeah. Said his last college game was the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State. He got sacked seven times. 
Yeah, I originally wanted Darnold. After that game, I wanted Josh. I wanted Josh Allen. I think we're learning this year Josh Allen's a product of his system just like every other quarterback. Yeah. But we digress because I want to say one thing. That's 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 why that's why Mac Jones could be end up being a pro bowler as much as you and I hate that because he's a Bama guy and he's also and now he's a Patriot in that system. Yeah, I, I can't stand him. Um, but he's damn good. So yeah. so let me say one other thing. How about that comeback against Duke that the Ohio State men's basketball team had the other night? Wow. It's, uh, you know, I love the fact that we actually are now like 10 days away from bowl season and college basketball has started up. It's, uh, I mean, you know, I'm a UCLA fan. We ended up getting a forfeit win today over Washington, who's, in, who's you know, riddled with COVID protocol. And how about it's a, a, you and I, our, our hometown Cleveland State Vikings, six wins in a row right now, two and nice. all already in Horizon League play. The only problem is, is that win streak's going to stop real quick because their next two games are at Oklahoma State. And then I, I want to say it's Thursday. They have to go to Cameron. Oh. Well, what, 40, hold on. 40, 50, 60? No, hold on. No. As far as Oklahoma State goes, I'm not too up on them. I will say this. I didn't watch the Ohio State-Duke game the other night. Um, I did, however, watch the highlights. If they can put the clamps on them, if they can play good defense, they can beat Duke. Nah. It's a, I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard Dukey. Um, you know, ironically enough, uh, a funny story here. I grew up a Carolina fan. And then when my grandfather passed away, Duke was his team. He followed only he followed three teams in all of sports. He followed the Cavs, he followed Duke men and Yukon women. And when he passed away, I actually went over to the dark side. And they always say that somebody gets you, you like, you know, usually like right around the funeral or something. I was the I was the sports editor at the CSU paper, and number one North Carolina was coming into CSU. The day we laid him into the ground. I remember Cle that game. And remember, Cleveland State took them to double overtime in that game. I remember game. I cursed, that game. I cursed him up and down. I said, you hate Carolina so much, you couldn't even let me have this one? I couldn't even cover this game? <laughs> That's great. That's great. So we got a bunch to get to. So let's get to the breaking news and let's talk about our favorite certified. I'm not going to say it because he's done with his, his. He's washed. He's done. Let's talk about Big Ben and let's talk about what came out. that This is his final year playing for the Steelers. Here's a real question. Is somebody going to be stupid enough to give him a contract next year? According to the report that I said, he actually said uh, he's been quoted multiple, multiple times of saying he would not play for another franchise other than the Steelers. Well, at least he's loyal. I'll give him that. So it's um, and you'd figure as many second chances with his off-field problems that he's actually been given, and the fact that he's been so busted up, he's not going to uh, really. If you look at it. He's not going to end up going to another contender because all the other contenders are set on quarterback for a while. He's not going to go to some place that is looking to rebuild around the cusp because they're actually because he's going to get beat up again. It's um, I mean, honestly, if I were him, I'd walk away. It's a, a what else has he got to prove? Yeah, and it's he, not he even and it's not even a matter of his pride, but it's 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 it. You know, quite honestly, you and I are all ready for the Steelers to start sucking. I mean, they've had 20 years. Yeah, I agree with you. And I will say this about it. You know, whether you and I like it or not, he's going to end up with a gold jacket. Yeah. Um, you know, two Super Bowls, uh, although he didn't throw the only – he didn't throw the touchdown pass in the first one. Um, oh, I actually I, – I'm still a very, very firm believer that the one against Arizona, I still think Arizona – are the Super Bowl champs because if you look at that, I still honestly believe that San Ant uh, that San Antonio Holmes, the right foot was on the back of the left one and never got down. Yeah, that's a tough one. That is, um, even with my allegiance to where he, San Antonio Holmes came out of, yeah. that was tough for me to watch because I happen to like Kurt Warner. I love Larry Fitz. Um, you know that that was a great Arizona team. 
that really, yeah. I think if they would have run it without James Harrison's touchdown at the end of the first half, they, I think they get the momentum, win that thing going away, but right. it is what it is. At least Rogers whooped them a few years later. Very, very true. Cause nobody was beating that Packer team. Right. And as much as he's a nut job now with everything, you know, you hear about in the news, it's uh, you know, we're always going to be thankful for Rogers for, for whooping, you know, that that team to the east. Yeah, and that's when I was a Jet fan. What, the, by the, the, way. the city of three sewers. <laughs> we said we were hitting Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's so easy. It really is. And I mean they got less teeth than I do. So <laughs> we won't start with that kind of smack because I don't want this getting flagged. <laughs> That's that's so, for that's for Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and that's for the guys who just won the SEC championship too. So <laughs> now with the worst segue shot. in sports talk history. Cheap <laughs> shots. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Um. So it's not February, and Kirby Smart saw his saw his shadow today in Alabama. <laughs> Oh, I was I was gonna say it's it, it, you know it's it, it's too bad there, there's nothing to talk about today outside of Big Ben you know yeah nothing we happened gotta, didn't it nothing nothing happened um, <laughs> uh, Jamison Williams may have won the Boletnikoff Award but hey when you're the fourth best wide receiver at one school and go to another near the best you can do that <laughs> um so Bama's getting in winning the SEC. I think we're in agreement. Georgia, with their only loss being in the SEC championship game, is probably going to get in, um, which I don't agree with because that obviously they didn't play anybody all year because the first good team they played, they lost by three touchdowns. What was it forty two seventeen? Something like that. It's a. Yeah. I didn't actually. I didn't end up seeing the final. It's a. Um, I was. I was working on a project, uh, so I actually ended up missing most of the game. It's. I mean, I yeah. had. I had. I had the. I had the ESPN like you know game center on in the background, but it's uh, um, the only one I'm really paying attention to is after we're done, I'm going to go watch the second half of Michigan Iowa tonight. Um, which could probably have the the if, if Big Blue Insight, they're going to be the one seed, and that's the scary part. Yeah, it's uh, uh, let's actually let's 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 play a little devil's advocate here. Give me your top four, if uh. With and with uh, with a Michigan win and a Michigan loss, with a Michigan and, win and and, and see them. With a Michigan win, they're number one. They have the best win in the country, beating number two Ohio State uh, handily. Um, at two, I would have to put Cincinnati. I would put Bama at three because they have the weakest resume in the country. I mean, they beat Georgia, but obviously that proved Georgia wasn't nearly as good as people thought they were. And then, I, you know, I guess I had to put Georgia at four. They were the number one team in the country. Their only loss came to a team that won a conference championship, uh, which means you would get a Michigan-Georgia semifinal and a Cincinnati-Alabama uh, semifinal. Uh, if Iowa wins, which is also very possible, we have uh, chaos. Yes. We, not as much chaos as we thought. Well, um, we can we can actually thank Oklahoma State for that earlier today. Yeah, that was a joke. That was a garbage PI call too. Yeah, I missed most of that, but it's uh um when I, I actually saw the highlight and I saw the ending and you know you know what it reminded me of is when my Rams won the Super Bowl, the tackle at the one-yard line. Yeah. Um, reminded me of when your Rams went to the Super Bowl and they tackled Alvin Kamara before the ball got there. You Don't wrote start. a poem. <laughs> you wrote a poem rubbing my nose in it. I had to take one shot. <laughs> um, so... If Iowa wins, Bama one, Cincinnati two, Georgia three, 
Notre Dame four. I got it pretty close. Yeah, it's uh, Michigan with a win. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to actually. I'm going to go Michigan one. I'm going to go Bama two. I'm going to go Cincinnati three. I'm going to go Georgia four. Um, so same top four with the two of us if Michigan wins. Right, if Michigan wins. Michigan loses, I'm going to go Bama one. I'm going to go Cincinnati two. I'm going to go Georgia three. I'm going to go Notre Dame four. So, yeah, we got basically the same thing. Yeah. It's um, a, the, the, reason, the reason is that with Notre Dame, the only ranked opponent they played all season was Cincinnati. And, and Cincinnati went in there and, handled, and, 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 and took care of business handily. See what I was hoping for. But the problem is, is they get in by process of default because they're a one-loss team, you know, who actually plays against nothing but Power Five conferences. Yeah. Even and, though, even though it's terrible competition. Yeah, and I I hear you with that. Um, a lot of people said, "Oh, can you see chaos to where Ohio State gets in?" I said, "They don't deserve it." No. I would they, like to see. Got, I would like to see Michigan win so we can take Utah in the. Uh, in the Rose Bowl, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's um. Here, here's something I'm. You know, I was almost, I was almost going to think if Oregon would have won, I still don't think Oregon would have actually been able to jump no. high enough to get into the four. But could no. you imagine Ohio State and Oregon in a, in a rematch in the Rose Bowl? Had Oregon been able to take care of business instead of you know messing the bed twice within 14 days against Utah? Yeah, and it would have been the same situation as early in the year because I bet you Thibodeau won't play in their bowl game. Yeah. Um. So, listen, chaos would have been fun uh, for sports fans. But so we got the game people thought we were going to get in the SEC and Georgia wet the bed. I mean, it's just – it is to the point – you had said before, you thought they kind of took their foot off the gas. Yeah, Kirby, before we came Kirby on, Smith, I kind of, I kind of had a feeling because they were going to be in no matter what. And here's the thing, and I'm going to compare it to the coaching uh, rivalry we had for the for a few couple of years. Her, Harbaugh couldn't beat Urban. Yeah, had great teams, had teams that were that probably were better than some of Urban's teams. Couldn't beat Urban. Kirby Smart's team is better than Nick Saban's team this year, and he can't beat Nick Saban. And remember, also John Cooper had a real, real tough time actually beating Michigan when he when he was there twice. In all the years he was there, he beat them twice, and could have actually had a couple of national champions with uh, with those teams. The Bianca Batuga game. It's uh, I mean, when they actually went, uh, you know, had they won that game, had they won the Michigan game. That year, they actually they could have been playing uh, uh, Jake the Snake and Arizona State, and could have actually had an outright claim to the national championship that year instead of actually you know sitting behind the eight ball because they couldn't get business done. Yeah, I mean they did play Jake the Snake that year anyway. They ended up going right. to the Rose Bowl anyway, but it didn't matter at that point in time. Right, because um, that was before a playoff. But I mean, I'm saying they actually you know they won that. They would have actually. You know, they would have won that game, but the difference is, is had they handled their business a couple weeks ago against Michigan, they would have actually had a national championship on top of it. That's true. Um, you know, Cooper was a great coach. He just yes. couldn't beat. He couldn't win the big one. Just some um, teams just can't beat. Just, you know, can't get past their rivals. Exactly. So let me ask you this question, going back to last weekend. Um, where do you think – now, listen, Ohio State has top recruiting classes every year. They're going to go into 2022 with another top recruiting class. Is it time for them to bring in a defensive specialist to recruit? Because they are they are beat up. That, I mean, that, that O-line from Michigan, which, by the way, three studs, first round, should go. Um, Haskins, it's not that Haskins isn't a good running back. He's not... He's not explosive. He's uh, between the tackles type guy, like Karan Higdon was, like Mike Hart was. Um, that line was the star of that game, and they pushed Ohio State's defensive line around, which is undersized because they like speed rushers on the edge. Outside of linebackers, which they need desperately, do you need a bigger recruiting haul from Larry Johnson on the defensive line to? basically win this game going forward 
you know, even if you go back to that game, Kate McNamara did not tear them apart, but they had next to no pressure on him. And he had all day to throw, especially in the third quarter when they actually came out, had that statement drive. They forced Ohio State the three and out to open oh. the half and then and then immediately turned around, went right down the field and didn't actually throw the deep ball, but worked the play action and that flea flicker so well that Ohio State literally their back, their, their secondary. And when they dropped their linebackers into coverage, they literally looked like a deer in headlights. Yeah, they did. They had no idea what they were doing. No, I agree with you. It was it was not good. Um, what we watched, I, it was just bad. I mean, it, it was maybe the worst played game I've seen since Fickle was the coach. And who was that quarterback that threw the ball like half, like almost like Bernie Kosar, like almost sidearm? What was that kid's name? For Ohio State or Michigan? For Ohio State, the one who was before Braxton Miller. Wasn't Cardale? No. Wasn't. No, I was the, looking up. I was, it was looking up Ohio State backup. Not Beckman. Was it, Beckman was already gone. It wasn't. It wasn't Justin Zwick. It was Justin Zwick. Okay. It it looked almost as bad as when Justin Zwick was the starter before Braxton took over those those first few games, where the defense had to cover everything and the offense had nothing. Yeah. But I will say this. C.J. Stroud did not play bad. He did not. It's, a, he, what, 300-plus th yards, a couple of oh, scores? Yeah. I, I, I'll say this much, though. Um, if Ohio State, um, you know, you took your licks and, you know, hats off to you um, for that. But I say this much. If McNamara does not try and force that ball in on, the sec on Michigan's second possession and Ohio State doesn't go down and get a field goal, Michigan easily would have hung fifty on the Buckeyes, probably. And that game would that game would have been an even bigger laugher, like Ohio, like like Ohio State dropping out of the top ten in the playoff rankings. Bad. Yeah, probably, probably. So let's move on because we keep getting back to that game, and I just kind of want to forget it. <laughs> um, let's move on and let's go here. Um. Jim, are the Cleveland Cavaliers going to the playoffs? Let's book our tickets. I think so too. I want. And this is. I just found out from my dad we're going to a game next month. Oh, very nice. We just we, we just don't know when. We just don't know who. But it doesn't matter anymore because this this is the. I, I equated this. I I said it the other day. Um. Like on a YouTube comment, I want to say it was the the Heat game, even though the Heat was like, you know, Jimmy Butler wasn't playing. Um, uh, I can't remember who else wasn't playing. Um, but there's so much fun to watch. You know what they remind me of? They remind they're like the NBA's version of the 2021 Slam Diego Padres. They're just yes. fun to watch. I tell you, we are seeing Darius Garland turn into a star. He is going to be something. He's something special. This kid is going to be something special moving forward. I love him and Jared Allen together. Isaac Okoro has been great, and Mobley is off the charts. Eastern Conference rookie of, uh, rookie of the month. You know what he is, though, too? He's, he's polished. You don't say that about a lot of rookies, especially one and done's coming out of college. Yeah. But he's polished. He's polished and he's he's a team guy. He plays defense. The job that Bickerstaff has done with this team has been nothing short of miraculous at times. Uh, and how about Kevin Love stepping up and starting to play better? You know, I actually have this in my notes here. Um, the only thing I actually would change about Evan Mobley is with that seven foot frame, I'd like to actually see him maybe put on 10 or 15 pounds because I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, I know he's going to fill out that body, but it's, I, you, am I the only one who actually sees him going up and down the floor and thinks minute bowl were actually something like his leg is going to snap when he lands the wrong way on a dunk. Well, I'll say this. I'm all, I'm down to watching just highlights. The Fox sports app no long and Fox sports go is no longer, um, 
But that's how I used to watch it. I had my parents sign in. I would watch it on my tablet. I'd watch them as often as I could. But you can't get it anymore. So now I'm down to the highlight packages you see on YouTube. And I wouldn't say Minute Bowl. But I like the comparison. Um, but again, he's still only 20 years old. He's going to fill that body out. He is going to fill that body out. And let me ask you this. How much better just is as long as he does Colin Sexton? Just, just as long as he actually doesn't fill out the way that Zion did. Dude, he is – as explosive of a talent as he is, he's not going to be what people thought he was. Not after this type of injury, no. No, and it, it's – Zion is a perfect example of why they should be allowed to go right to the pros. Because Zion could have done all his great stuff that year in the NBA, making a name for himself instead of at Duke, which he was great. Don't get me wrong, he was great. Him and R.J. Barrett, they were phenomenal. But Zion lost a year of being able to play in the league, and he's going to lose another one. Yeah. Um, going back to uh, um, Evan Mobley for a minute. Kate Cunningham was the number one overall pick. Have you heard boo out of him in a, in the last month outside of actually outside of actually getting in the face of his of of the guy who went after LeBron a couple of weeks ago? No, I haven't heard anything about him. Um, to uh, be very honest with you, Jim, with everything going on, I'm really just Cavs when it comes to the NBA. Uh, not that I don't like the NBA, because I do happen to like it. Um, Normally, I watch the Christmas Day games. This year, I won't because the Browns are playing in Green Bay this year on Christmas Day. Um, but, yeah, he's – most of the other number one picks you've seen over the last few years, they play – they're more hyped out. They're they're also a little more polished. He's not. Yeah. Uh, so – so Mobley think- was the most pro ready, and just being being able to get him at three, it's uh, he's a, he's gonna he's gonna run away with rookie of the year. He's gonna be an all star this year if he keeps Probably. playing like this. I know he's definitely gonna be in the uh, in the futures game. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And the other great thing about it is too, um, with what we we're talking about at the beginning of this, they can make noise in the playoffs. They got the big man who can control the middle. They have a good point guard, which is how you win that time of year, unless you're on a LeBron James team in which you have him. Um, they have a good bench. They're deeper than you'd think. Um, I mean, this it, this is a fun team. They're a game behind Milwaukee, the defending champion Bucks in the Central, and they're two back of Chicago in the in the Central. They're sitting right now in sixth, which means if the season ended today and we're coming up on on thirty percent done with the season, they're they're not even in the play in tournaments. They're, they're in the playoffs. Past it. Exactly, they're in that. They're waiting on the winner of that uh, that seven ten and eight nine series. It's you know they're getting contributions out of Lamar Stevens. They're getting contributions out of Lindler, Wade, Denzel Valentine. Just that's nothing but young talent on this bench right now, and they're getting contributions out of everybody. Yeah, they are. And speaking of who they're chasing, um, tomorrow they play the Jazz in Cleveland. Then they go to Milwaukee, home for the Bulls on Wednesday. Um, in Minnesota on Friday, home for Sacramento on Saturday, and the following Monday, home for Miami. You know, you and I talked about that stretch where we thought they're going to lose those four games. Didn't they win two of them? Yeah, it's, and quite honestly, I watched that game with I watched that Phoenix game with my dad, where they came from uh, from ten down in the final six minutes and sent that game to overtime. And quite honestly, it, had they actually gotten a call, um, they would have beat that. They would have beat Phoenix and snapped that win streak, as opposed to Golden State snapping it last night because Phoenix wasn't dressing Devin Booker with his, oh, with okay. his hamstring injury. Yep. Um, I mean, this is it's gonna be a fun year in Cleveland in the spring. They're, um, they're they are second best in the league right now in defense. They're only giving up 101.7 points. The number one team right now is Golden State at 100.3. What's that say? 
That says Bickerstaff's a beast. Um, so let me look at look. Let's talk about the stat I tweeted at you today earlier. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I got it here. Yeah, what are they like? The second or third best in the league on? Uh, They're seven and four on the road, sixth best in the league. That's doing some damage. Yeah. With that's that schedule, that's the toughest schedule in the NBA by far through the first month, month and a half here. And for them to actually, you know, be 13 and 10 right now, it's a, and, and on a five game winning streak against that competition just shows you how good this team is, regardless of whether or not the bottom falls out in this season later. Just think of how good they're going to be two, three years from now. Yeah, even no, after this- Kevin Love moves on. This is definitely a stepping stone. And with Love moving on, I think you see Dean Wade play a bigger part. I love Dylan Windler, always have. These guys, they're going to be good, man. And and you know who's actually really up their games? They went down, Shetty. Yes. I don't know if you caught over that Phoenix game. Shetty went off. I heard. I, I, I heard. had not, we had not heard that place rock since LeBron was here. Was LeBron right? Is this one of the most talented Cavaliers rosters that have ever played for the franchise? It's certainly it's certainly not the Price Doherty, Elo, Nance, you know, Gerald Wilkins, you know, no. or Terrell Brandon teams of the eighties. It's not it's it's you know, it's not as talented. It doesn't have that lights out superstar like LeBron had and then a couple of guys with him, um, you know, to be able to dominate. But it's just it's a lot of really, really good young young talent. You know, certainly a couple of guys that are top one hundred in the NBA right now. You don't have a big three out there, but it's it's a bunch of young guys that just found the right way to gel, have the right set of coaching, they're incredibly deep in their bench, they're young in their bench. Um, you know, they got all over. Yeah. They're they're they've got an owner who's willing to spend money. I could actually, I if I were them right now, I would not be buyers at the deadline. I wouldn't be sellers. I'd stand pat, depending. You know, assuming you don't have another major injury. And and I I, I know you actually brought up uh, the Colin Sexton thing. And I'm actually sorry since the last time we did the Wise Guys show, I actually thought that you know it was going to be six to eight weeks and we'd have him back by the first of the year. I had no idea that the meniscus was that bad where he was going to end up missing the rest of the season. Um, yeah, that's tough. But what I equate it to is it's almost like it's the OBJ effect. They're better on paper with him, but they're playing better without him. Who's playing the two right now? They're rotating in Chetty and Okoro and, and, and Rubio. It's basically cycling in those guys. And Darius is the main point guard, and Rubio is the one spelling him when he needs to sit. Yep. I think the lineup I saw on the floor the other night, they had uh, Jared Allen at the five. Kevin was at the four. Markinen was playing the three, Okoro the two, and Garland the one. That's a big lineup. That's And, and Allen can actually shoot eight and footers. And you got four guys on the floor that can hit the three. Yeah, this. With, with consistency. Yeah, this is going to be – these guys are going to be fun going down. I forgot about marketing too. And and the great thing is, is after coming off of his injury, he's finding his – he's basically playing himself – I don't want to say back into shape, but he's playing – he's finding a shot as he's playing, and he's lighting it up right now from beyond the arc. Nice. They've got – they've got probably – they're certainly not any, you know, Splash Brothers. They're not, you know, the Lakers or anything – they're not actually on the level of those teams, but in terms of, but I actually will put them up against top to bottom. I will put them up against any team in the league for the way that they can shoot from the outside. That's a hell of a thing to say, too. It's a, a Garland, Sexton, Love, Chetty, Okoro, Windler, Wade can also shoot from outside. That is um, Denzel Valentine and um, and Lamar Stevens can all shoot from the outside. Wow. They didn't have that many shooters in the championship here. 
That's in, that's but they, insanity. But, but they also they also didn't have the depth that they did. Well, they didn't need it. Right. They were so top heavy on that team that they didn't need it. These right. guys need that depth. So yep. speaking of depth, I know we weren't going to talk much about them, but I want to ask you a question about the Browns, and then I want to move on. Um, did you see Kurt Warner's film breakdown of the Ravens game? I did not. I actually did. Uh, I tuned that game on for about three minutes. I saw four turnovers in five minutes, and I shut it off and went to bed. I watched the first half. Um, by the way, Denzel Ward had one of those picks. Um, <laughs> I, and I've said it, and I, and I said it before, and I'll say it again. If you actually, if that's for that game to only end up 16 10 is saying something about just how bad Lamar really is. I'm not saying Lamar's bad, but if you have to have Lamar. Yeah, if you have to have Lamar beat you, you do it when you you do it by making him throw the ball, not run it. No, I agree. And by the way, I would love to see what we never saw as I fixed my cushion on my chair. Sorry, what we never saw was uh, uh, the tight end's full route on that hell whatever Lamar threw up and he caught it. How much you want to bet if you saw the back camera, he stepped out. Yeah, there's got to be, you know, conveniently, that's an angle that, you know, hasn't been shown. Kind of like um, how the league mysteriously lost the footage on the readjusted spot for Carlos Hyde against the Raiders three years ago. Or the audio to Mason Rudolph. Right. I heard every cadence from both quarterbacks on Sunday night. But we don't hear what Mason said. Yeah. Look who he plays for. That ought to tell you something. <laughs> hey, he could be your starter next year. If Dwayne Haskins doesn't win that job, he needs to quit. Either way, it, they're, this, they're last year on top. Was last year? Well... Yeah, but it's last year actually competing for a playoff spot because now you're going to see them go into rebuild mode, and I can't believe I'm saying that. The last time we actually said that the Steelers were in rebuild mode, you and I were growing up watching the camera pan to Bubby Brister's mom in the in the in the in the stadium box because the uh, because the Browns defense that Orange Crush defense was annihilating him when the Steelers blew. That was yeah. fun. And then they went to Cordell. Uh, so basically, what Kurt Warner did is he broke down the film from Monday night, from Sunday night, uh, or Monday night, whichever one it was, um, and basically showed that not only did Big Blue screw Ohio Saturday, they did it Sunday too. Donovan Peoples-Jones dropped a dime. He would have caught it at the 10. You know Chubb finds a way into the end zone. Browns win that game. Ball Ball was on his hands right here, and he dropped it. Brown should have won that game for the sheer fact that it's uh, – and I heard somebody bring this up on Sports Talk, and I'm sorry I'm actually going to steal the idea – how do you have four of the best running backs in the in you know at least uh, four good quality backs and the best backfield by far in the National Football League and only give your two star running backs seventeen touches? Because Baltimore's run defense was insanely good. I understand that, but Hold somebody on, and that's brought- without stacking the box. Yeah, but it's almost like somebody equated this, and I want to say it might have been uh, your boy Dustin Fox. Uh, okay, it's almost like he said it's a, because he's a Buckeye. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's almost like that they knew Baltimore's run defense was going to be that good, and said, "Okay, Baker, you're up. Uh, go throw the ball a whole bunch of times tonight because we're not because we're already psyched out. And we can't hand the ball off tonight." Yeah, that might have been part of it, but they did try and get Chubb and Hunt established early. And the problem was Baltimore brought it. And when you see that, 
you have to adjust. There was a couple of times. Um, there was a second and seven where instead of running the flat route he was supposed to, Chubb started going upfield. Baker threw it to the flat route, and Chubb missed the ball. He was, like, running upfield before he got it. You had to pass the DPJ, which should have been caught. I mean, this was – basically what Kurt Warner was saying was stop saying this is all Baker's fault. This is not just on Baker. You had that fluke play Lamar ran, and you had the best run defense in the game shut down the best run – uh, attack in the game. So we get him again next week. Yeah. So we get him again next week, which I like. Um, but six and six through 12. Um, five left to go. Do they have to go five and oh to get to the playoffs? You think? Yeah. It's, uh, um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and this is going to be the last wise guy show of the year. Um, for as much hype as we actually had and as much anticipation as we had when we ran our first show um two weeks September. before the season started but it was like late august or something like that it was uh, the like, beginning of september well, yeah, it was a week yeah, before the, the high, season started yeah the high school reunion show it's i can't remember exactly but it was right around yeah. that time um jc blue note is officially saying the brown season is dead and buried really Five games to go, and all five are against playoff teams, as it stands right now. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Baltimore, Vegas. Green Bay, and Vegas. Pittsburgh's the only one not in a playoff position, but they are still in the hunt. The other four are currently either leading divisions or sitting comfortably in wild card spots. See, I can see them win. I can see them winning next week against Baltimore. Vegas's run defense hasn't been all that great. I can see them beating Vegas. Yeah, I but anytime the, they have to go out to Vegas, you know that the officials are going to screw them. Never mind out to Vegas. They got to go to Green Bay. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think on, they end up – On Christmas, and that's going to be a short week. Yeah, and I think they end up winning four of them. I really – I think they go four and one and miss the playoffs by game. They go ten and seven. I got, I got two and three. Uh, see, I see. Two and three, and they finish, and they finish below five hundred. I'm sorry, it's it's uh, there's they've shown me absolutely nothing in the last month outside of the Cincinnati game that's going to change my mind any differently. Until they do it. So let's hit one last topic and then wrap it up for the night. Um, here's my last topic. And yeah, you mentioned before that we were going to talk about the. Uh, that I'm going to do the hot stove show with the guys from Chicago and Willie's going to be on there. But I want to take you back and put you in a way back machine for a minute. The last time we talked about this was the summer between your sophomore and junior year and my freshman and sophomore year. That's the last time we talked about labor strife in major league baseball. Yep. Here's my opinion. And I'd like to get your quick opinion on it. And then I want to give you this two minutes you asked me for at the end of the thing. Um, there's no Cal Ripken to fix this. Yeah. And there's no home run chase that's going to fix this. What do you think fixes this? The only – right now what's working for them is the fact that pitchers and catchers won't report for two months. So they yeah. still have time. I still think the season starts on time or at the very worst only gets postponed maybe a, a couple of weeks, maybe a month. At uh, again, at the absolute worst, um, I don't really know what what fixes this. Though that's that's the thing. It's you know they're so far apart, but unlike the last time we actually had a work stoppage, and then also going back to '94, you're not re- you're reading how far apart they are, but you're not really hearing. There's a lot of venom being spewed between both sides. So that's actually, that's one thing that's working very much in their favor right now on both sides. Agreed. Agreed. So next time we talk, will be after the first of the year, but you said you would like two minutes at the end just to talk about something. We're going to wrap it up a little early tonight because there's some stuff going on here. I got to get into, uh, got to um, uh, help take care of the little man. So your two minutes, JC Blue Note, what do you got? Absolutely. 
Um, with this being the last show uh, for the Wise Guys uh, for January 2021, uh, when Mike actually brought me on that first show, the high school reunion, um, this was actually something that we had been trying to put together for over 20 years. And in that time, uh, I've actually, this has probably been the most fun you and I have had working on something together in the, th in the near 30 years you and I have been friends. Scary um, number. Yeah. The only, I think the only friend I've had longer than you is Adam. And it's only maybe by a year or two because he was, he, because he's Frankie's best friend going back to freshman year. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I want to actually, I want to thank my family. I want to thank my friends who have given me a lot of support. Um, I want to actually thank, uh, but most importantly, I want to thank you. Well, I want to thank you for bringing me on here doing this. Um, I want to actually thank you for bringing me on the panel last week. And regardless of, of if there was, you know, with the time difference with, with Alex actually being on central and then Willie being, uh, you know, uh, also on central, also on central. Yeah. Uh, you know, with me being on Eastern time, I'm not actually sure if that's actually why you had me in the leadoff spot. But the fact is you had me in the leadoff spot on your biggest show of the year. And that means a lot. Um, and it's because of the opportunity you've given me that I can actually make an official announcement. With the first blog on the JC24 Sports Note in January 2022, the, the blog will also be coming to YouTube. Nice! It's not going to be a full-fledged podcast like what you guys are watching now. It's only going to be about an 8 to 10-minute shot. It's going to expand on some of the things that I couldn't touch on in the blog. Uh, the reason being is I like to keep my blog short going back to my journalistic days where you actually had to have a, a numbers crunch, you know, like a feature, you over a 1,000, you know, a, a, a feature on a section, you had to keep it under 600. So that's usually why my blogs are a little bit shorter. Uh, here I can actually expand a little bit more. I can actually take some listener feedback. I can answer some questions. I can actually even say some words that I couldn't say in the blog. Um, but I've already got some ideas, um, you know, out there. I'm, I was, that's the project I was working on earlier. I was thinking of actually putting up a little teaser and, um, Mike, what I'd like to actually have you do is I'd like to actually have you check your email, your personal email real quick. And normally I would jump into that and do that, but I am being called by the little man right now, so I got to run. So I'll tell you what, this won't be the last time we talk this year. We will have you on again in a piggyback episode. Okay. Um, but if I don't talk to you before the holidays, enjoy Christmas. Happy New Year to you, my friend. But I will talk to you in the coming days. Ladies and gentlemen, the wise guys are out. JC Blue Note for him. I'm the Big Greek, and we will see you soon. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one. I'll see you soon. You